Blog Talk Radio. Eyes with wildfire Tommy Rich. Absolutely the last time they'll ever meet in the ring. The ring will be enclosed by a 10-foot-high steel chain link fence. And Paul Ellering will be suspended in a cage over the ring. National Brunswick, Georgia at the Aquarama on November 8th. And Wednesday, November 10th in Gainesville, Georgia at the Mountain Center. And tomorrow night, the very last encounter with Rich. That's right. I want that camera to get a close-up. Get a close-up on the Mad Dog. Let me tell you something, Wildfire. Tomorrow night, in the army, it's all coming down there and in. The last time, a steel cage. They got a top on it. Have no referee in it. It's going to be locked. They got my manager in another cage, hanging 30 feet above the cage. Rich, we did a lot of talking. A lot of talking. There's nothing we can do here or anywhere else. And after it's all over, Bully Anderson, Paul Ellery. A little bit emotional now. Getting heavy, we're talking about a kind of match I've never been in in my life. We're talking about something that's really heavy. We're talking about a wildfire and a mad dog in the Omni one more time, just a little bit away tomorrow night. Tommy Rich, I'm coming after you. They got the top on the cage. They got my manager over top of the cage, too. But that's not going to stop the mad dog. Because I'm going to keep crawling, and I'm going to keep biting, and I'm going to keep going and going. And tonight in Chattanooga, Tennessee, dog collar match. Get ready. The mad dog is coming. Go ahead, pop off. Me and my click put on. I'm like a young McMahon. I'm here to get your bitch off. Like I'm Rick Flair, little finger to the big boss, man, a.k.a. police, got them over your head like it's all, kill these niggas, that's no problem, kill these niggas, want no problem, that chopper body like one swag, can't see you shot them like 10 cops, roll it up with that shit loud, it ain't mine if that shit not, ladies hate when I rip through, but they in love with this Jake, it's like now, say hello to my python, I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all, she go to sleep cause my pipe bomb. Winning, bless that be hurting feelings. Niggas is Curtis Axe, so my rap is like Kurt Hennig. And it, don't it? I'm such a charmer. Come crown it. Not talking whip, I'm thinking Lawler. Cause I'm royalty. But we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and Umaga. What up? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Opinion Show. And today we are continuing our series of wrestling's greatest rivalries. And we are talking about Tommy Rich versus Buzz Sawyer and the last battle of Atlanta, the cage match from NWA Georgia Championship Wrestling, 1983. I'm joined by one silver. What's up, man? Hey, good evening, Logan. Good evening, wrestling fans. As we talk about one of the greatest feuds in the history of professional wrestling in the year 1983, Logan, which was the year of the feud because you had the Rich Sawyer feud in Georgia. You had the Snooker-Morocco feud in the WWF. You had the Piper-Valentine feud in the Mid-Atlantic. And you had, in the world class, the Von Erichs-Freebird feuds. And those three, all three of those uh, feuds, we covered on the Greatest Match Series. Finally, after 33 years of not knowing where the hell this footage was, somebody in the WWE tape library division found this uh, tape Put it on the network a few weeks ago, and finally, 33 years later, we finally get to see this spectacular, brutal, enclosed steel cage match. Yeah, I mean, weren't there some pictures out there that 
Well, after Bill after on the after mag, um, he documented covered, this. Yeah, they documented it. And people thought this was the only this was the only known footage, not right. footage, but but pictures, images. Of, yeah. Of, yeah, like you know, because it was a myth. People was like, "Well, this fact actually happened." Well, it did happen because you see a capacity crowd here of a spectacular match. They found the footage. Yeah, no commentary. Finally, because they found this footage, I finally subscribed to the WWE Network, and wow, what a match. <laughs> yeah, and they have this in the Hidden Gems section, um, so there's a lot of different ones in there. I think right after this, they have Barry Windham versus uh, Ric Flair. So they have some good stuff in that section. Uh, this one, uh, no commentary. Now, was there was it even televised that, that there would have been a commentary? Back then, the Omnicars weren't televised. What they would do is they would show uh, cl- uh, footage, you know, clips, one or two-minute clips of, of the matches. And it's funny, Logan, this was one of the few main events that they didn't show any footage of on Georgia Championship Wrestling the following week on TBS. They didn't show it. They just talked about it. And I think one of the reasons why they didn't show the footage was they were doing a slow build and we'll talk about, and I'll talk about this after we do the three-match rundown, after we finish talking about the last battle of Atlanta. They were doing a slow build to a babyface turn for Buzz Sawyer. I could see that, yeah. So so let's talk about this, um, these three matches that you got here on deck. All right, well, from a February 6, 1982 TBS edition of, World Ch- of Georgia Championship Wrestling on TBS, it's the very first match. The, the match that begins the feud between Buzz Sawyer and Tommy Rich. Then we go to the summer of, eight, of 83, uh, the continuation of the feud, and um, Tommy Rich in his street clothes against Buzz Sawyer. And finally, culminating in the last battle of Atlanta, October 23, 1983, the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, a last, a, the last battle of Atlanta, an enclosed steel cage match, the very original Hell in a Cell, with Paul Ellering up above the ring. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Tommy Rich because this is kind of like his toward the downside, right? I mean, he was he he hit his peak kind of like in the '81, right? This was his peak. Be, this was his peak between '80 and '83. He was the king of Georgia, the number one face in Georgia. I mean, the the girls went crazy for him. He was never the same after this feud. His his career after this feud was over. Took a slow, uh, slow, slowly uh, spiraled it downfall, but at this at this moment when he's feuding with Buzz Sawyer, he's one of the three or four most popular wrestlers on the planet. But when when did he win the uh, title? That like flash win over Ric Flair. I believe it was uh, April of '81. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's I remember him being like young and like good looking and like already when he's fighting here, Buzz Sawyer, he looks a little fat. He looks a little old. Uh, yeah. The alcohol and the drugs begin to seep into his uh, lifestyle. Yeah, he definitely uh, was partying hard. So so he got um, he gets into this thing where he's in this first match. He's, he's about to wrestle somebody else. He's about to wrestle a scrub, and Kevin Sullivan and Buzz Sawyer come out and challenge Rich. And so Rich tells the scrub to leave the ring, and he accepts the challenge, and him and Buzz Sawyer begin the match that begins this almost two-year feud. Oh, so that wasn't Paul Ellering. That was... Uh... No, that was Kevin Sullivan. Okay. So when does Paul Ellering come into the picture here? Or is uh, he... Uh, spring of 83. 
Okay, so he's not even on the scene here no, for no. these first steals. At this point in time, Paul Ellering is a baby face in the Mid-South. Okay, Paul Ellering. So let's talk about here um, uh, Buzz Sawyer. Buzz Sawyer comes into the territory from... Well, Buzz Sawyer had been in the territory since 79. As a 19, 20-year-old, he was very young at the time. Ole Anderson met him and fell in love with him. Ole Anderson then bases the territory of the lead heel being Buzz Sawyer, the lead face being Tommy Rich, two biggest stars in Georgia at this time. Is he the original Mad Dog? No, Mad Dog Vachon was was the original Mad Dog. But Buzz Sawyer was Mad Dog too. Yeah, he was Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, but years, I mean, Vachon was Mad Dog in the 50s. Yeah, you're right. He's the main one. Okay, but he was he was every bit as much of a mad dog, at least oh, I could Buzz tell. Buzz Sawyer was – he died very young. Buzz Sawyer was only like 31, 32 when he died. Really? He should, have been, he should have been an all-time great, but his lifestyle – both these guys' lifestyle uh, culminated in their careers being cut short. And their lives. Yeah. No, oh, Tommy Rich is still alive. Tommy Rich is still alive? Shit, yeah. man. All right, sorry, sorry to put him in the grave. Anyway, so so we got there, Buzz Sawyer here. Um, he's um, yeah, Tommy Rich is about sixty years old. He's still he's still around. He's a he's a he's a big uh, heel. Had he always been a heel? That's the deal. Like he never really was a face. I, I'm not in Georgia at this point. He was always a heel in Georgia. Right. So he challenges Tommy Rich. He's like kind of like the golden boy. He's got the uh, he he does he have a title at this point? Yes, at this point he's the national champion, which is the number one title in the Georgia region. That's right, and Ric Flair's on commentary. Which is great because Tommy Rich is his number one contender, so he's commentating commentating on this match. Yeah, and he's like, he's, you know, if he wants to be known as the best, then he's got to take these challenges, so I'm glad that we're getting this. So they start having a pretty decent match. At Tommy, Tommy Rich is getting him with the arm drags and seems to be a little too quick for uh, Sawyer, who's... But eventually Sawyer... Um, Get some offense in here, and it's a it's a pretty nice little match until there's some interference. Yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of back and forth. There's a great knee to the stomach which knocks Tommy Rich out of the ring. Tommy Rich later knocks Sawyer out with a drop kick over the top rope, and then they what I love was they both go for a tackle and they both bang heads. I love that spot. Yeah, they like they they actually bang bodies and bounce off <laughs> each other. And then um, Tommy Rich goes for the for the pin, and then Kevin Sullivan comes in, and then they do the two on one until uh until who was it that came in the ring and saved them? God damn, who was that guy that came in the ring and saved them? That that was a Ted DiBiase, was it? I didn't see. It was a. I thought it was Mr. Wrestling, or was that the next one? No, no, no. That would be the next match. Yeah. Uh, who comes in? I, I don't know. I, I looked at it as a big melee. I, I kind of stopped it there, so I didn't really see what the who was who and what the hell had happened. Now, I but, believe Ted DiBiase comes in and saves Tommy Rich as this begins to feud. Now, between 82 and 83, before we go to the next match, they feud all over the country. Want to want to point out quickly to the to the to the listeners out there, and if you're a classic, if you if you're a hardcore wrestling Fan like we are, you would understand what was going on at this time. Because um, Georgia Championship Wrestling was on TBS, they began to go outside of Georgia and would promote shows in West Virginia and Ohio because the strength of TBS was um, going all over the country 
and what happened was Ole Anderson would get letters, and Jim Barnett would get letters from West Virginia Ohio saying, oh, they love the program. They watch it on cable on the Superstation. When are you going to come? When are your wrestlers going to come and wrestle here? So they would go to Columbus, Ohio, and West Virginia, and they would sell out, and this would be the main event in those cities. Uh, This was, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys just really, and you could tell even the punches that they threw, they're pretty stiff. Um, Oh, Tommy Richards, Buzz Sawyer, threw great work punches. Yeah. I mean, they looked like they were really hitting, and, like, sometimes there'd be, like, a hammer fist on the back of the head. and I mean, just... Yeah, these, these two would would have a, a, a bloody a bloody match wherever in the country. Then after the matches were over, wherever their hotel room was, they would share the lines. Yeah, there's some guy with, like... I, I don't think that's um, Ted DiBiase helping him. It looks like... It's, like, some guy with, like, long... long curly hair? hair? Yeah, long curly hair. Maybe it's Jimmy... Uh, no, who's oh, this? no, it's... Georgie Jimmy Garvin before he becomes George's Jimmy Garvin. Yes, that's Jimmy Garvin. Okay, yeah, I was like, it looked like his hair, but that's Jimmy Garvin. That's Jimmy Garvin. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like such a dork, with like a yeah, fucking. Because, not uh, until he put the beard and the mustache on, he looked like you know, uh, like like a like a vagina without hair. <laughs> One or a big bush vagina. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, so yeah, there's like there's a lot of if you look on uh, YouTube, you'll see there's a lot of Buzz Sawyer versus um, Tommy Rich matches, not just the ones you know we we saw we we're talking about. So yeah, they they just continually had this this. And they go all over the country. They wrestle in West Virginia, yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Um, they would go to Texas and in the Southwest Territory, and they would do draw big crowds. Chattanooga, Tennessee, all over the country. This feud would go on. And finally, we go on to the next match, summer of 83. Paul Ellering is now the manager, but Sawyer, Paul Ellering has a stable called the Legion of Doom. And the main guys in that, ter- in that stable are the Road Warriors and Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. Right. And uh, so they have this um, – it, now, are, is this actually a match, or is this just them? Now, what happens is um, Buzz Sawyer is, 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 um, comes to the podium. You don't see this on this clip. And he's ripping it to Tommy Rich, talking about, oh, why don't you get in the ring? You, you know, and you basically call him a pussy. This doesn't say it, but basically call him out. And that's why you see Tommy Rich, the, the match begins at the point where he's in his street clothes battling Buzz Sawyer. Yeah, Buzz Sawyer's sitting there in his in his uh, trunks, and you got uh, Tommy Rich in uh, some jeans and some boots. And you got uh, Ellerin out there with the biggest mullet you've ever seen, blonde mullet. Um, and and these guys are just beating themselves bloody. And then the way the commentators are talking about it, it's like, well, we should just let them fight. Like this, they kind of is not even a sanctioned match here. They just. Well, let... I believe the commentators are Gordon Soley and Ole Anderson, and it's like, you know, this this has got to come to an end. Yeah. These guys, they keep killing each other. Right, and they just keep going back and forth, and they're basically just punching each other, and, and like. And you can tell they are. They, you see, a Buzz Sawyer had a big bandage on his head. You could tell that this was the, the the morning after a big brawl in one of the other towns. Yes. And so Buzz Sawyer is like getting like, you know, starting to go dizzy because he's getting hit in the head. So he he, he actually grabs like a single leg on Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich fucking, um, you know, kicks him off his leg and then just starts going to work on Buzz Sawyer, 
who's who's already bleeding now. So like this, there's already juice and blood. Uh, but you're right. It's probably but just. But he doesn't have the juice. He's got a ba- a fresh bandage from a wound from the night before. Right. And he's just opening up the wound. Tommy Rich punches it on top. The bandage comes off, and instantaneously, Sawyer begins to bleed. Sawyer th- tries to throw Tom Rich into the t- the buckle. Tommy Rich moves away, and he splashes himself into that buckle, which doesn't have much padding on it. Um, and meanwhile, um, while uh, he he's still like he's getting beat on, Buzz Sawyer is just like continually punching back, poking eyes, getting the advantage any way he can, biting fucking uh, uh, Tommy Rich, throwing you know like so. And meanwhile, Tommy Rich is just like. Um, gotten into this uh yeah that's what then uh what's happening tommy rich goes for a um what is that that move the the, the, the press press. press, and that's when ellering interferes yeah and ellering interferes and then they they call for the bell so that's that's the way this one does a great baby face comeback he takes off his his boot takes off his cowboy boot and he destroys with the boot. Yeah, Mr. Wrestling comes to help him, but he doesn't need the help. Cause... He doesn't need Mr. Wrestling to help. This is great booking. At this point, only Anderson is the booker. This is great booking. How you keep your baby face strong and the crowd behind him. You show him beat down the bad, the badass heel and their manager. And so they live to fight another day, and the, and the TBS crowd goes ballistic. And in both matches, you hear them screaming, Tommy, Tommy. The women love Tommy Rich at this point in time. They do, and they. Um, so, so what's the deal with Paul Ellering? And uh, they, he develops a beef with Ole Anderson. Something. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Because back when he when Ellering comes into territory, spring of '83, the first two guys he manages are Matt Bourne and Arn Anderson, and the storyline is Arn Anderson is Ole Anderson's nephew. And Ole Anderson was a heel at the at the at the point. Paul Ellery takes over Arn Anderson and Ole becomes a face because he rescues his nephew from the evil clutches of Paul Ellery. Oh, I see. And so he wants to get him in the ring. So he sets up the stipulation. It's the feud between Anderson and Ellering and for the rest of eighty three is Paul Ellering's bringing all these guys in to beat on um on Anderson. Now uh, Matt Bourne and Art was supposed to feud with Art Anderson, but what happened was Matt Bourne got caught with a bunch of cocaine, and Ole Anderson had to fire him, and uh, consequently, Art Anderson left Georgia to go wrestle down in Alabama, as they as that feud never began. And so, at that moment, the Road Warriors were introduced, June of 1983, and they began their monster run. Okay, so that's when Paul Ellering started managing them. Right, so so at this point, when we go into the last battle of Atlanta, Paul Ellering had a stable of the Road Warriors, Buzz Sawyer, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, who we see it come in at the end here, right? Is that right. him? Yeah. Okay, so so this uh, match is like, I mean, this cage is, you, you got the guy up in a, like a human bird cage. Um, <laughs> fucking, uh, we, Paul Ellering. Who's jacked to the gills. Yeah. The most muscular manager in the history of wrestling. Now, quick backstory to Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering had set the deadlift record at one point. 
he had deadlifted over 700 pounds at one point. Wow. And, yeah, we go. Look, look at that body. This motherfucker was. He must have been not taller than five six though. <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, he was a real short guy, but but definitely big. I mean, um, but you know, you had these guys like Kevin Sullivan, who was pretty stocky and short. Oh, Kevin Sullivan at one point was humongous. I mean, muscular all over. Yeah. So then you got the so you got him in the steel cage because he you know I mean him in the bird cage hanging above the ring. I don't know how often they've done that because that seemed like kind of relatively new. Um, what the the man that was the first time I ever saw it. I know they did it a lot when Jim Cornette. When yeah. Was, uh, Jim Cornette when his when when the Midnight Express whether whether it was against the Fantastics or the Rock and Roll Express, there will be times where they put him in a cage. Right, and I think they did it with Sherry once. Maybe in the at one point, but I don't remember. But uh, in any case, they um, so they start their their fight. They're they're jockeying um, for position. They they you know they have a feeling out period in this, and they take this they take this um, match very slow. They build up the tension a lot. I mean, it's I love well, this is what I love about this match. They're building up the tension. This is the last, the culmination of the feud, and. Both these guys are wary of, of each other, and they want to. They know this is going to be a brutal battle, so they take their time at the beginning, and I love this. Yeah, they build up. You have uh, Sawyer basically working the arm, jam it into the cage. So basically, you got Tommy Rich blading on his arm and his uh, forehead after this beating that well, he gets. Yeah, because then um, Bud Sawyer bites the forehead of Tommy Rich and then throws his head into the, into the cage. Yeah. So then he's juicing on both his arm. I remember the magazines with the arm. I remember seeing the bloody arm and the now bloody. See why? Because because they they he knocked it into the into the cage and then I guess Tommy Rich quickly bladed his arm afterwards. Yeah, and Sawyer's just like beating on his arm, uh, twisting his arm, beating on him with his fist. Um, you you get like um. You get a low blow finally from um, from Tommy Rich to basically get get the upper hand, um, and uh, but but he still like he basically gets um, overtaken again by. Uh, yeah, the first half of the match is all Buzz Sawyer. Other than that low blow, is all Buzz Sawyer. Yeah, he rakes fucking Tommy Rich's head on the fence. He piled. There's a pile driver by Tommy Rich, but still. Yeah, well, then, yeah, the top, the power of Tommy Rich gives him a little hope uh, spot. Yeah, and then um. But then he's right he back starts, on it. And then he starts biting Busoy's head, and Busoy begins to bleed. And they start they're doing this thing where if they're both down on the ground, they there's like a count. That was the best part of the match where they're both bloodied and battered, and they're they're on their knees touching the shit out of each other. No, but they but they do this thing where they're like counting out from the outside of the ring like. Oh, oh yeah. Because this is a last battle of Atlanta inside an enclosed steel cage, no referee, anything goes. So the ring announcer would count. Right, right. Whenever they were both lying on the ground, it's like you, I guess they somebody had to get up before ten. Right, right, right. But then you also could pin and get a count that way, so yeah. a three count. So he he misses a knee. Uh, Tommy Rich does, and uh, he they try to. They're both down on the ground, the counting starts, then you have um, 
Tommy Rich hammering um, on on the back of fucking um, Sawyer's head with his fist, punching like the shit out of him. This is where you can really see those work punches. They look so so stiff. And you know what? They both landed brutal pile drivers. Now, I, we, you and I are the are, are not fans of the fall back pile driver. We love the jump pile driver. But these guys landed the fall back pile driver. It looked like they. Like, like fucking pile drove the guy, both guys heads through the fucking cabinet. Yeah, um, yeah. Sawyer basically, uh, he gets yeah, he gets his own pile driver. Then then you have um, him just beating on Tommy Rich, like you know, who seems to be like completely done at this point. And he's completely covered in blood. I mean, only thing not bleeding is his eyes. I mean, the, the pupils of his eyes. Everything else is his face is in a prism mask. Yeah, and uh, yeah, total total crimson mass from Tommy Rich, and and you know you have Sawyer basically looking decent. I mean he's got a little cut, but he's not like nearly as bad off as uh, Rich. But Rich has his his comeback moments, and 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 it really fires up the crowd every time he can get something in, and he, he eventually gets in a, a good blow, and a, and he gets his foot up while. Um, um, Sawyer comes into the corner and he now starts biting on Sawyer and basically blooding him up. So in the second part of the match, um, Tommy... The second part of the match is Tommy Rich yeah. taking advantage. And when Sawyer gets the, the, the advantage late in the match, he does a... Do- he tries to... He... Right, continue talking. One second, Big Man. I got to take this call. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, so Tommy Rich, um, though he, he's, he gets some advantage, you get a low blow by Sawyer... And then he's back to beating on Rich. So it's a back and forth. Then they're just like, um, at one point, um, Tommy Rich's hair is all bloody. His face is all bloody. And then you got um, Sawyer just basically. All right, right, Logan, continue. Go ahead, boss. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying that Sawyer gets the upper hand again and slams um, uh, Tommy Rich's head onto the canvas, onto the cage. He just, like, looks like this is it. It's over. He's going to beat Sawyer. But then and the Rich fuck and Rich fucking sells this shit like he's dying. Right. I mean, he's lit, I mean, talk about baby talk about baby face in peril. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, oh. But the turning point of the match, Buzzsaw tries to finish him off by running at him and leaping at him. Rich gets out the way and Sawyer goes into the cage face first. Yeah, that that's a that's a key spot. We do get another pile driver before that by uh by um, Tommy Rich, Tommy Rich, but he he misses with the knee drop or the elbow drop or whatever. No, it was the elbow elbow drop off the top rope. He missed, and as both men are covered in deep blood. Yeah, and uh, that's when um, Sawyer misses uh, Tommy Rich going face first into the cage, um, and now Tommy Rich has the upper hand, and Tommy Rich slamming Sawyer's head into the cage again and about again. Four, about four or five times, he bashes his head into the cage. Yeah, and now Sawyer's a fucking crimson mask, and so it's... Yeah. <laughs> what a match! I know, and he just, he basically just beats him, I mean, at that point. He gets the one, two, three. And then, and then, but he collapses. He collapses on top of him. He's trying to go for the pin, and he collapses on top of Sawyer. The, the, the announcer counts to three, and both men have to be carried out of the ring. Yeah, man, and they they really linger on this shit. Like, I guess because it's just you know footage, they can't really. They just... Not only this, 
But there's at this moment, Buzz Sawyer is slowly turning face, and I'll explain why. They had they had begun a storyline where his real life brother was going by the name of Brett or Brett Wayne. Buzz Sawyer's real life brother Brett came into the territory a few months prior to this, and he was feuding with the Legion of Doom. Except Buzz would never interfere, or he would tell them to back off, leave the boy alone. And Paul Ellering was questioning, why, why won't you get in the ring and beat this man? And, and Buzz Sawyer would leave the podium. And so uh, Ole Anderson and Gordon Soley, who are the announcers every week, was like, what, what's going on between Buzz and Brett? So what Ole Anderson did was he went and he went and talked to Brett's, Brett Wayne's mother. And Brett Wayne's mother was like, I had a little boy who left me as a young man. I've been looking for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like the Demon Kane angle, kind of. But <laughs> but, but with actual, in actuality, with two real brothers. Right. And so after this match, a week or two after this match, Buzz Sawyer turns on Paul Ellering. They're beating on Buzz on uh, Brett, and Buzz Sawyer comes in and clears the ring and saves his brother Brett and tells Oli, "Yes, that's my mother. That's my brother." And a great turn, a great fucking turn. And so the following month, Logan, the main event was Buzz Sawyer and Tommy Rich versus the Road Warriors. Nice. So that per, that brought him into the face. But by 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 the early 1984, by January, February of 84, both Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer are fired by Ole Anderson because their drug use had gotten out of completely control. Completely out of control. <laughs> so they really did never fight after this? They fought one time in 1990 when in um, WCW. That's crazy. That's funny. And which so, was, uh, uh, which, which was uh, Tommy Rich's last run on a big promotion, and um, as well as Buzz Sawyer, because Buzz Sawyer would be fired later on in 1990, and then less than 18 months later would be murdered. By who? No, I don't. It was allegedly murdered. He was he was he overdosed on 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 um cocaine. Wow, cool man. But there are rumors that it was a murder because he had owed some um he had owed some shady people a lot of money. All right, well um, let's so let's talk about the fight. This fight that happens right after. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the stipulations of, of this last Battle of Atlanta was if Buzz Sawyer lost, Paul Ellering would have to go in the ring for five minutes against a mystery opponent. And that many people thought it would be Ronnie Garvin because Ronnie Garvin was feuding with Jake Roberts at this time. No, it wound up being Ole Anderson, the man that, that, that he had tormented the entire year. <laughs> really? This was a one-sided beating. Holy Anderson beat the shit. Well, no, Paul Ellering had a comeback though. Like he, toward the end of the beating, like he did get some. Yeah, offense. he did a low blow, and for about a minute he got some offense in. But other than that, it was a one-man beating. Yeah, yeah, and it was, he did a good blade job there too. I saw when he took the razor out, and uh, he he bladed. He got he got himself all bloodied there, and yeah, it was great to just. The crowd was eating it up to see uh, Anderson uh, just go to town on uh, Ellering. He was clearly 
hated, and uh, people were happy to see him get his ass beat. And uh, Ole Anderson is one of the great all-time, you know, brawlers. Oh, what a great brawler! I mean, he was phenomenal in this match. Yeah. yeah, and his fire, you know, like he—he's good at being a babyface as well as being a heel. Well, because Ole Anderson is a great promo guy. He could sell a fuck. He could sell fucking ice water to the to to to, 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 to Eskimos. That's how <laughs> great he is on the fucking promos. And if you if you're a great promo, you could be a great heel or a great babyface. Yep. He definitely. I remember when he turned on the Horseman. That was awesome work. And. Uh, Oh, and, oh, when they turn on Sting, his promo, you got to get out of here, Sting. We're going to give you a shot. We're going to let you walk out of here. But you're never going to wrestle in this town again. It was just a crazy <laughs> <laughs> such a thug, man. He's a good thug. Fucking redneck thug. Well, Anderson. But, yeah, so that was a good ending. Almost, I almost... Like that, that brawl rivaled the uh, Buzz Sawyer. Yes, that brawl was almost as good as the as, as the as the last battle letter. Yeah, so lucky guys who were in attendance that night, they got to see two classic matches in one. Yeah, and they're t- they're tough to that's a tough act to follow, man. So you have to be like super talented to to follow that act of those two because they were, I mean, the Buzz Sawyer and 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 <coughs> and Tommy Rich, they had a special chemistry. But the way they rolled him out of the ring, I don't think it was too safe. If you're, you know, if they really were hurt. <laughs> I know, especially the way they were bleeding. Yeah, they were just like, just like throwing him and pushing him. And, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's this uh, rivalry here, and we will um, be back with another great rivalry. Well, next week, we're going to come back with the greatest wrestling matches because now that I got the network, I want to do a. Sp- and I think tonight there's a bullshit pay per view called the Clash of the Champions. Yeah. Well, in honor of that bullshit pay-per-view, I'm going to do a real Clash of the Champions show. Next week, Greatest Wrestling Matches returns with three of the greatest Clash of Championship Champions matches of, of all time. From 1993, all three of these matches, Logan, occurred on Clash of the Champions in 1993. From January of 93, the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and, Sto- and Stunning Steve Austin, not Stone Cold yet, against Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas. Then we go to June of 1993, the NWA World Champion Barry Windham defending the title in a phenomenal match against Two Cold Scorpio. And wow. then August of 1993, the WCW World Champion Big Van Vader defending the title against Davey Boy Smith. Okay, man, text me those matches so I make sure well, I get the right I'll, one. I'll, take, I'll text you the, the matches. They're all on the WWE. Right, yeah, just text me the, the dates and the, you know. Yes, yes. So, so that I know which one to watch. All right, so we'll be looking at those, and uh, I'm reviving the greatest matches in history series, so stay tuned for that next week. And um, and then um, I, I do have another – I think I have a boxing show still to put up that we've done. Um so I'll be putting up that uh, tonight. Anyway, but uh, we'll be back next week, man. Thanks again. Hey, but, but before you go, I mean, you, what do you think about this fucking match that they found after all these years? And did it live up to the hype that we've been hearing about all these years? Yeah, it did. And I'm glad they found it. I mean, it was definitely, I, I, I would have wanted them to, I thought maybe they should have put some commentary on it. But I guess, you know, that would have been like kind of piped in. But you in. know what? It, only two guys could have done this match justice. 
and one is dead and one no longer is with the WWE. I mean, it would have been Jim Ross and Gordon Soley together. Jim Ross or Gordon Soley. That would that was the only two guys that could have done. And Jim Ross is no longer with the WWE. And are you gonna put Michael Cole on here again? Get the fuck out of here with ABL. Put me to sleep. I would have I would have gotten uh, Tony Schiavone to come back with uh, with um, with Jim Ross. <laughs> but anyway. that, that was the only way that could have been done justice. Or, or Jim Ross. I don't know. Jim Ross with somebody. From Where is is Bob Cottle still around? Jim but, Ross and Ted DiBiase. Yeah, they could do it. They could do it. Yeah. Or, or even even Stone Cold could probably do it. But um, but yeah, I mean, it just would be after the fact. It wouldn't be real. So whatever. I guess. No, not really, because on the WWE's Mid South DVD that they that they uh, published two or three years ago, Ross was still with the company, and he did he did commentary on matches that never had commentary, and it worked perfectly because he was the lead announcer for the Mid South and UWF at the time. And so he did he he suspended he suspended time. And he was phenomenal. Did so, he like act like it was hap- it was happening in the yes, in the now? Yes. That's great. Yes. And he didn't lose a step and he didn't act surprised or any he didn't act like he knew what was going on or anything. It was phenomenally done by Jim Ross and he's the only guy alive that could have done this match justice. Yeah, yep, you're probably right. Okay, man. Well um we'll uh, be looking forward to that uh show next week and uh have a great uh, rest of the Sunday, man. And I'm going to text you both the boxing and wrestling uh, within, before midnight tonight, and I'll talk to you next weekend, big man. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening, everybody.